What is up, people? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? What is up, Shamari? It's been, uh, been an interesting couple of weeks in the Star Wars universe, a couple, you know, week and a half, but, um, you know, we've seen, obviously, last show we talked about how Star Wars Squadrons, squadrons was going to be... Uh, unveiled at EA Play that has since happened. Uh, we have gameplay of that, so we will discuss uh, everything Star Wars Squadrons related. Um, we also, last podcast, talked about what's the deal with Star Wars Celebration. We had heard nothing. Uh, I expected, you know, we would get something shortly because at some point, at some point you have to say something about what's going to happen to it because we know, look, it's probably not going to happen this year. And... They did come out and officially announced that it's not going to happen this year. But they also had some other announcements that were maybe a little bit more surprising, a little bit more far-reaching than even what's going to happen this year. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, some interesting stuff coming out of Lucasfilm. But also some some, some book stuff, some uh, animation news, or some animation rumors, rather. So uh, And some updates on the Kenobi uh, series. So it should be an interesting show. Yeah, yeah, it should be a good show. Um uh, but we'll start off with just, you know, kind of the main um, uh, main main piece of news here, which is mainly just that Celebration is not is no longer happening. Um, so it was officially announced uh, shortly after we did our last show, actually, um, that uh, Star Wars Celebration was not going to be happening um, this year. So uh, everyone that had um, paid for tickets, um, they can either... Um, I believe they said they can, they can get their ref- their money back, but they can also they can also use those tickets in the future. In the future, so if they just wanted to use their tickets for the next celebration, they could. Which the next celebration is going to be it's in not an, next year? Is not next year. It's actually in a couple years. That's the so going to be in twenty twenty two. So kind of it's a big surprise, I guess, that the next celebration is going to be in twenty twenty two, and it's going to be in Anaheim, I believe. Right? Yeah. So bring it back to Anaheim. Um, so that is interesting as well so uh you know of course can't say that you did, we didn't see this coming <laughs> yeah, yeah this year was, you know this year was a guarantee not yeah it was pretty much guaranteed that it wasn't gonna happen this year um i mean unless lucasfilm had some magical vaccine that they wanted to unveil yeah celebration <laughs> for a coronavirus for covid19 yeah they had, a, they had a stim shot star wars uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they but, had the back to tank yeah they had a uh, back to tank people. But um, but yeah, no, nah, they um, there was no way they could do Star Wars Celebration this year. There was there any thought about could they do Celebration virtually? I mean, they could have, um, but I don't know. I feel like Celebration. There's something about Celebration where right. it, it is. It's literally in the name. It's a celebration. Right. It's of not Star Wars. like it's a gathering it's not of a all presentation. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a media event, right? You know, in that kind of way, it it, right. it is a little bit, right? But the media is, they started to come there before, you know, in recent years, yeah. But the origins of celebration aren't in, like, aren't in showing stuff, yeah. Exactly, it's not for the over, yeah. for the press, <laughs> right? You know, it's been celebration been going on for years now, way before Disney even bought it, and yep. people, it wasn't the super mega event that's become since they yeah. bought it because now they're unveiling a lot of new things yeah it literally started with the phantom menace it was in like a tent exactly outside like it was exactly just, it does not have its roots in media so <laughs> like they're trying to keep to that spirit right yeah i think it makes sense 
to not have it virtually. Right. Especially since people already paid for tickets. I mean, I feel like that's just in bad taste. Right. You know, to have it virtually. Um, so I think that I think this is a good option. You know, push it back. Push it back two years. We're also here. There's also whispers and, and things going around that there may be more announcements depending on the COVID situation next year at D23. Right. That, you know, whatever things we would have gotten this year may be announced next year. Um, if the COVID situation calms down and things, you know, operations can, can get back up and running. Um, but, of course, we'll see how that progresses. Um, so, yeah, we're getting celebration in a couple of years. Hopefully we'll be able to go. <laughs> yeah. This is in a couple of years, I mean. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's sad to see. sad to see it, but it had to happen. I think it makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're at an interesting point. Um, in the Star Wars universe where, you know, there's not a whole lot that's happening. And because there's not a whole lot happening, you know, it does give them leeway to say, all right, because, you know, we don't have a movie coming out anytime soon. We don't have, besides the Mandalorian, you know, we have, you know, obviously our Disney Plus projects, which we could unveil at a a D23 or in other events like Comic-Con, um... But in terms of purely Star Wars content, there's not a whole lot. You know, even Clone Wars and Rebels are gone. We think there's going to be, we think there's going to be another animated project, but uh, we don't know when that's coming out or if that's coming out. So there's still plenty of time, you know, so there's no reason to really rush. I guess the the one thing you'd want to unveil at a thing like Celebration is the uh, Rosario Dawson Ahsoka character. Um, That's something that you would think will be showing up in the near future. If she's supposed to show up in Mandalorian, which is still crazy to think about since it hasn't even officially been unveiled. And the Mandalorian's coming out when? September? Or yeah, it? this fall. This fall yeah, for sure. This fall. I mean, that could be October, November, but even then, it's not that long. It's not that far from now. And mm-hmm. we still haven't gotten that even officially unveiled. So they'll do that at some point, whether that's an online thing. I mean, it certainly won't be an in person thing, but whether that's at Comic Con, whether they just drop it at a, a, you know, a press release. But, um,. There isn't a whole lot, you know, so that's that's still an advantage. There's still no real movies that they have to unveil or release any trailers for. Yeah, um, you know, it would be nice if they announced one of the, whatever the next uh, movie is or yeah, franchise is. We have is. the Waititi movie. We have Waititi. We have Feige. We have. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the Feige. Do we have the Feige thing? Is that official? I mean, I think we. I think that, I'm pretty sure that's official. I'm almost certain that's official. I mean, I think it's official, but like. I'm about to look it up right now. But like, I haven't heard anything on that it's pretty much since they announced it. It's becoming like the, like the Benny and Weiss thing. That it, which that's done, right? That that I feel like that was axed. Um, but the Feige situation, I <laughs> I haven't heard anything on that. I, part of me, I mm, wondered if Hollywood the, Reporter, Business Insider. Let me see. Hold on one sec. I hadn't heard anything. I I, I there was a part of me that that thought that the Taika Waititi movie was yeah, it's, it's a Hollywood Reporter exclusive apparently and but I guess my question is when was, that, when was that? Uh, it was a while ago this was uh, well I don't know it was September of last year yeah, September of last year yeah I mean well, yeah, it wasn't like it was over like a year like years ago. ago yeah it wasn't yeah. over a year ago but um I don't know, you know, that is something that we could still hear about, um, but 
Well, didn't I hear that they that they axed the 2022 movie? I don't know. I thought I had heard that or something like that. But regardless, um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's the Feige, there's the YTT, there's also Ryan Johnson. We don't know what's going on with him. No, there's no way that's, <laughs> dead, that's dead in the water, Kendall. Dead in the water. It's done. Yeah, the trilogy. No way. A separate trilogy. You think he's getting any? Do you think he's getting any kind of movie? Or you, or you Star think, Wars, not yeah, or you think not they, in the next five years. <laughs> wow. Okay. Or at least the next, not not coming out in the next five. Years. <laughs> it's announced in the next five years, maybe. Baby and Jane, but it's not getting announced in the next two to three years. Wow. All right. Hey. Um. I mean, I think it could be. I mean, look, Knives Out was good. You know, I, I, it's not like you know everything he's made for the past twenty years has been, just been horrifying or anything like that. Yeah, Knives Out should so, so I don't know. I mean, I think he, I think he still has a chance, but I, I do agree. I think they would be wise to not, um, to not have Ryan Johnson create another Star Wars movie at least for a while. They have to at least come out with at least a couple more movies. I'm thinking before they have Ryan Johnson come out with anything. Um, but yeah. So obviously we'll be keeping tabs on any celebration news as usual. Um, it's definitely not coming back next year. I, I give that a zero percent chance of happening. I don't think that's happening, but. They already announced 2022, uh, so we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, but as we uh, teased in our opening, we got some Star Wars Squadrons gameplay at EA Play. Um, and it was a good amount of gameplay. It, it was also kind of a lot of information about the game in the different game modes and how the game is going to be structured and all that. Uh, this game looks very fun. It looks like the battlefront piloting but just um in space much more colorful space battles it's yes. not just black blackness in space yeah and it it looks very much more in de- in depth there's a lot more detail in it um so this looks really good i'm just gonna be honest this looks like a very very good game um i'm not Still, well, there's a few things I'm not thrilled about. I'm not thrilled that it seems like it's only going to be Rebels Empire. Though, to be fair, it seems more New Republic Empire, which I guess is something we haven't delved too deep into in terms of fight. It's still, it's still X-Wings TIE Fighters, so, I mean, it's not that all that different. Right. But, you know, it's it's still that era where between uh, between Jedi, re- between um, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, um... So, I, I mean, I'm intrigued. I, I'm very intrigued. The gameplay looks fun. The only thing I'm not crazy about is, um, like I said, the fact that it seems one era and um, that it seems like it's only cockpit, only third, per- only first person. Right. Um, but, I mean, outside of that, I'm I'm very into it. It looks very, very in-depth. looks like it was made with a lot of Star Wars, a lot of st- heavy Star Wars fans. Right. Took a lot of and time. That's, that's what they said during the panels. You know, during yeah. the stream. You know, when they were uh, talking with one of the producers, they, you know, he mentioned how a lot of the people. Now it's not like they just found a bunch of Star Wars fans and said, "Yeah, do you guys want to make video games?" Right. But you know, Star Wars is a popular is a popular brand. There's some overlap between Star Wars fans yes. and video games fans. So of course you're gonna find, uh, you know, that a lot of the video game developers that you bring on to do this game also happen to be passionate Star Wars fans. And because of that, you know, it's if you can you can feel it when when you watch the gameplay, you can feel all right. This this does feel like Star Wars. It looks like Star Wars. 
Um, like you said, very colorful uh, in terms of the uh, graphics and the animation. Um, you know, I am interested. In the one, the one key thing about this game that's fascinating to me is the fact that we're gonna get sounds like everything at launch. You know, it doesn't sound like there's gonna be all this DLC rollout, all these season passes you're gonna need to get. You know, not all these microtransactions. Yes. Um, it sounds like. If you want to play the game, you're going to get a lot of it at launch, and that's going to be uh, very, very key, um, I think, personally. Um, also, obviously, if you saw the trailer, I think it's, it's very cool. We're going to get Harrison Dula as, a, as it seems like a major character in the story. Um, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, given the timeline. Um, it's, it's, we also got Wedge in the trailer as well, so... Seems like it's gonna be. Uh, seems like it's gonna be a very cool game. It really does. I mean, they ha- there's. I mean, there's so much just in the cockpit alone. They have like where you can prep in like your ha- the hangar bay yeah. as well, where you discuss your strategy right. and stuff. Oh man, this yeah. looks like. It looks very. It just looks so in depth. Yeah, it, it seemed like everything. they got uh, Vanessa Marshall back to play her. Yes. I, I, I didn't get sense. that confirmed, but it sounded like her. It did. It did, which would make sense. I mean, it probably wasn't a huge role, huge time-consuming. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you, you don't think she's too big? <laughs> not gonna, I can't do any video game. A video game. What? <laughs> but how many zeros are going to be in the check? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully it's not that bad. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I was very impressed by the gameplay. I'm definitely going to be getting this game. I mean, it's a Star Wars game, so of you course also, I was going to get it. We also got a. Uh... Star Wars Racers, right? We did get Star Wars. That Racers. came out this week. What did you think about that episode one? Kind of a reboot. Yeah, I played remaster. a little. I played a little bit of it. Um, look, man, it brought me back. Yeah, that brought me way back. Man, that game is very, very fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's great on the Switch. Um, I mean, the graphics, I mean, it comes to remaster. It can only be improved so much. I mean, <laughs> stuff that were made back then. It's, more like, it's not exactly VR. Yeah, I mean, come on. But it was, it's still really fun. Right. You know, it's just a fun arcade pod racing game. Right. There's not much that needs to be done. <laughs> so, yeah, that game is great as well. So there's some good stuff going on in the Star Wars video game world. If you're not in, in too into video games, some of these games are very, very... Um, you know, they get really in-depth with the with some of them, especially with the world-building and also with the visuals, what they're able to do nowadays with video games. Um, I think my only question is, did they announce what, what console? I know they said it was there was going to be a VR component um, where you could play the entire game in VR if you want. Racer? No, not Racer. No, uh, oh. Squadron. <laughs> well, I was just joking about the VR no. thing. The yeah, real thing? Yeah, I wish. Uh, squadrons. Yeah, I think I did hear about that, yes. There is going to be a VR component to that, so um, you know, if, you know, if and when that comes into fruition, that should also be uh, interesting, um, right? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's also cool that you get to play the game from both sides of the of the aisle. You know, if you can play with the you can play with the First Order, you can play with the Resistance or, or the Rebels, or you know, I guess at this point it's still the Rebels. Uh, at this point, they're in the New Republic. The New Republic. That's why he's, he's, they're all so the same. They all, blend, the they all blend together, which, again, you you're know, right. I've <laughs> talked about that at nausea. <laughs> you get to play with the New Republic. You get to play with the with the First Order. Um, or, are they the, or are they the Empire? 
<laughs> they're the empire. They're the empire. They're right. still the empire. So at this point. after episode six, but yeah, so it's still the empire. Um, but yeah, it still should be cool. Yeah, so good that you can play from both uh, ends of the aisle. So should be a fun game. You know, I'm not sure if this is the like, you know, game that's gonna change Star Wars gaming. You know, I think this is kind of more of a bridge game to a Fallen Order sequel to whatever else EA may have cooking up. Uh, that's major after the success of Fallen Order, but mm. uh, until then. We have this, so I mean, look, yes. that should be fun. You know, I think I think a Star Wars fighting game could be would be kind of cool. You know, I mean, the Star that would be amazing. That would make so 3, much money. Yeah, the Episode Three game, I think, was like a fighting game a long time ago. And yeah, that was. I mean, you played through the story, but you you were playing it, you were fighting in the game. Right. Um, I mean, they they would just they would make an insane amount of money. Yeah, if they did that, With the graphics they have nowadays. Exactly. And the storylines. <laughs> Oof. It's like just, <laughs> just printing money. However many DLC they want, I would purchase every every pack, every yeah. season pass. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on in the gaming world of Star Wars, which we're all very very excited about. Um, so they also released uh, the authors who are going to be in the next Star Wars from a certain point of view novel. So this novel is. Um, it's another Star Wars from a certain point of view novel, but it takes place in the during the the movie in Empire The Empire Strikes Back. So of course, as you know, I'm sure a lot of you may be aware, the first movie took place during A New Hope. But the whole point of the book was to have all these authors write stories from different points of view in the novel. So you had people writing stories from uh, the the droids' points of view on Tatooine, from that weird monster's point of view on uh, the Death Star, that weird squid monster that they were when they were in the co- trash compactor, from from you know uh, different all, all from all kinds of different people's points of view, from Obi Wan's point of view on Tatooine, from all these different Rebel pilots' points of view during the Death Star uh, run. At the end, I mean, it's just, it was really, really well done. It felt, it felt, it truly felt like a celebration of Star Wars, a celebration of A New Hope. Um, so, of course, they announced this novel um, during the uh, anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. And they have now announced the authors that are going to be, um, that are going to be taking part. Um, I don't know if there are any more authors, but they announced these authors, so. Um, I'll go through the list. It's a fairly long list, but I'm just going to go through them all. So we have Tom Engelberger, S.A., and I apologize if I butcher anybody's names. <laughs> I'm sure I will. S.A. Chakraborty, Mike Chen, Adam Christopher, Zoraida Cordova, Delilah S. Dawson, Tracy Dion, Seth Dickinson, Alexander Freed, Jason Fry, Chrissy Golden, Hank Green, Robert Hart, E.K. Johnston, Lydia Kang, Michael Cog, R.F. Quang, C.B. Lee, Mackenzie Lee, John Jackson Miller, Michael Morecci, Daniel Danielle Jose Older, Mark Oshiro, Amy Ratcliffe, Beth Revis, Lillian Rivera, Kevin, Kevin Scott, em, Emily Skritsky, Karen Strong, Anne Toole, Catherine M. Valenti, Valenti. Austin Walker, Martha Wells, Django Wexler, 
Kirsten White, Gary Witta, Brittany, and Williams, Charles Yu, and Jim Zub. So that's the full list of authors, or, or the full list that we have so far. Don't know if there's any more. Um, uh, but, I mean, just some notable authors in that list for me personally, just some people that I know of or who have written Star Wars content before. You have Delilah S. Dawson. Right. Um, I mean, she's been she's been on a roll, honestly, um, with regards to uh, Phasma and um, uh, what was the other one she wrote? I don't want to get her mixed up with Christy Golden, who's also written Star Wars uh, content. But Phasma was very good, and she also wrote one second. Let's see. And she also wrote um, Galaxy's Edge Black Spire, which that was okay. I thought, I thought that was okay, personally. And she wrote The Perfect Weapon. That was the other one that I remember she wrote. That was before The Force Awakens came out. Um, which that, I thought that was, that was a short story, but I thought that was very good also. Um, so she is, um, of course, very, uh, you know, uh, very familiar with uh, writing Star Wars. You also have Chrissy Golden, who is um, another one that I am, um, uh, that, you know, a lot of Star Wars fans will be very familiar with. She wrote um, the Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Voss um, novel, which I don't know why the name is escaping me. <laughs> yeah. um, but she wrote that one, which that was very good. I think that's a very underrated. Some people, I know some people say that they, they have that as their favorite Star Wars novel, which I'm like, which it was very good. You know, I can't even really hate on it because it was very, very well written. Um, but yeah, she wrote that one. Kevin Scott. Uh, man, Kevin Scott. He's working on uh, yeah. High Republic. Yeah. He's working Didn't on the High Republic. At, did we see him at uh, Comic-Con? Uh, was he? There? I, don't, I don't think he was there. He was in that the panel with what? Charles Soule. Maybe, maybe he was. Maybe I just don't remember. But um, he might have been there. I know. I know some of the comic book writers were there. Other comic book writers. Um, but he also wrote the Dooku novel, which I thought that was fantastic. Personally, I loved it. I thought it was great. It had a full cast. It was very well cast. That was that. It first came out as an audiobook with a full cast. Then they they released the script for people to read. They didn't want to go through the audiobook. But he did a very well, very good job as well. And you have people like Gary Witta, who was wrote, I believe he wrote a good portion of the Star Wars comic, uh, the first run, which that was really good. John Jackson Miller, who wrote A New Dawn, which I didn't like A New Dawn, but he also wrote the Kenobi novel, which was fantastic, in my opinion, even though it's non-canon. And he, I believe he wrote a short story in the last one, in the first From a Certain Point of View novel, and that was very good. Yeah. And we have Jason Fry, who wrote the novelization for uh, for Force Awakens, I believe. Um, and Alexander Freed, who's writing all these novels now. He wrote the Battlefront Twilight Company novel. Um, he's writing the uh, the Alphabet Squadron novels, which the, I thought the first one was very, very good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got like an all-star team. <laughs> all-star team. Daniel Jose Older, who wrote a lot of good stuff. Um uh, geez, who else? Zoraida Cordova, which her novel I wasn't huge big on. Uh, she was she's a she's a YA author, young adult author. 
Um, but, but I mean, it wasn't poorly written. It just wasn't my cup of tea. But you also have E.K. Johnston who wrote Ahsoka. So you got you got everybody. You got pretty much everybody you'd want, with the exception of Charles Soule, um, uh, Timothy Zahn. <laughs> you know, you got you, without with the exception of your super heavy hitters, you got pretty much everybody else. Yeah. So I'm very very much looking forward to it. Um, and yeah, I can't wait. Kenner, you got any you got any thoughts on the list? No, yeah, I mean, like I said, yo, know, like you said, it seems like you know it's an all star list of people people we've talked about in this podcast since uh, the beginning. You know, so uh, I'd imagine it'd be a good series. Lucasfilm likes to pick inside the family. Yeah, yeah. I'm and I don't know. I feel like this this series of books can be a sleeper. You know, in terms of being a really spe- kind of a special collection. I was very shocked at how much I liked. I would. I wouldn't say I would. I would. I didn't expect to hate <laughs> the first one, but I wouldn't have been surprised if I was kind of bored. You know, yeah. If I was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, because we. I know what happened in New Hope, so it's like, all right, you know, oh, okay, so it's from this one's point of view, but, but it was actually really cool. Right, they. Right, it was right. very funny. It was very entertaining. It was very sad in some points. It was very very cool. It's almost like a. It's almost like a like a sandbox for these writers but like where they where they had these specific people but they can kind of just play with it yeah and use their talent their imagination which is what i want these authors to be able to do instead of being so boxed in for them to be able to create like actually create new characters and new storylines and they were actually able to do that from the confines of a from a, of a movie and random people use from the backgrounds of these movies so i thought that was really really fun and um Really well done. Uh, so we also had the Afra. Um, so there's an Afra novel coming out, uh, which I believe we we may have discussed before. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. So there's an Afra novel coming out, um, and it's gonna have a vo- full voice cast of people. So it's gonna be similar to uh, the the Dooku novel, where again we're getting a full voice cast, um, which is. Uh, very, very exciting. I mean, I mean, um, I was surprised when they gave Dooku a full voice cast, and I'm also surprised they're giving Afro a full voice cast. Um, uh, especially because I don't really think I don't think Afro really needs a full voice cast. But hey, I'm not going to complain about it. I mean, I think it's cool. So they announced the voice cast for the Afro novel. Um, so uh, the the voice cast so far listed. Is you have Emily Wu Zeller as Doctor Afra, you have Jonathan Davis as Boba Fett, which is very excited that Boba Fett's going to be in this. You have Sean Patrick Hopkins as Luke Skywalker, Sean Kennan as Triple Zero, Nicole Lewis as Sena Staros, which I think is very cool that she's she's going to be in this novel as well. You have Carol Monda as Mas Kanata, which was cool that she's going to be in this as well. Ewan Morton as the Emperor, Catherine Tabor as Leia Organa. And Mark Thompson as Darth Vader. Um, so as in as other people are, are noting as well, there's a lot of characters in this list that I didn't expect to even really be in this book. Right. Um, I wouldn't have expected Maz to be in this book. Um, I wasn't really expecting Boba Fett to be in it, though she deals with the underworld, so I guess that's not as surprising. But that's a big character to put in this book. Yeah. Um, I don't think I haven't seen Boba Fett. Character like really characterized in much of anything um, since Disney bought Star Wars. 
Yeah, I mean, so the fact that you're giving me a voice actor means you yeah, have line. Yeah, we're getting a voice actor. We're get, I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty big. So I'm very much looking forward to this. I'm sure a lot of Boba Fett fans are as well. Um, you have Mark Thompson as Darth Vader, which I mean, he's a fantastic. He's fantastic. Uh, Santa Staros is going to be in this, which is very cool. Um, and we have Ewan Morton as the Emperor, which Ewan Morton's a, he's great with with all these Star Wars novels and I think he's I think he's gonna be a great emperor. Um I mean I would have liked to have Mark Thompson as Luke because he does a he does an amazing Luke Skywalker. He sounds just like Mark Hamill. It's like really it's like crazy how much he sounds like Mark Hamill. Um I'm not I've never heard Sean Patrick Hopkins as Luke, but I mean I'm sure if they cast him as Luke he'll do a, a great job. Um but Keno, do you have any anything that stands out to you in regards to this list? Yeah, look, I mean, like I said, you know, I think the Boba Fett uh, having having a voice actor, uh, you don't give somebody a voice actor unless they have uh, a significant amount of lines. Um, you, you know, you wouldn't put them as a part of the cast, so that's, that's relevant. Um, and, I mean, look, I mean, it's just more Afro content that, you know, we mentioned it before, it should be exciting. Um, to kind of give her more exposure, and we'll see if you know if she ends up transitioning into uh, a live action or animated space. But this is the uh, this will be uh, another step for her character. Yeah, yeah, it it absolutely will be. Um, uh, so I mean, we'll see if this leads to you know a show or you know live at any kind of you know more live action. Yeah, I mean, some rumors are saying she's going to be in Mandalorian. Right, exactly. Which, I mean, we're obviously going to see if that's true or not very soon. But, um, but yeah, this is a big step for the character. You know, and aren't there rumors that she's getting a show or something? Or am I making that up? Uh, I mean, not anything recently, but yeah, there've been conversations about that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we're going to see how that goes. But either way, I'm very, um. Very excited about this book. All right. So, next, um, I did want to talk briefly about some uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi um, news, or rather just the Kenobi series news. Um, uh, so, Ewan McGregor um, was talking to the uh, press. He did an interview with uh, Ace Universe. And uh, he was asked what lessons he would take from his prior experience in Star Wars um, entering into Kenobi. And I'm not going to read the whole quote. It's a pretty long quote. But the um, important sections are he notes that, you know, with the with the effects that they they're able to do nowadays is going to be much a much more immersive experience. You know, he kind of says that um, he expects them to use. He thinks they're going to use the same technology that they use for the Mandalorian um for his tv show and he's he's seems very excited to get started which of course no i mean i would be as well um so i mean he he said he thinks he's gonna enjoy um you know uh filming this or that it'll be a more immersive experience than when he was filming the the prequels even because the prequels he says there was a lot of blue screen a lot of green screen you know he had to use his imagination for so much of it for this one, he's like, a lot of what you guys are seeing, I'm going to be seeing. So it's going to kind of 
so there's gonna be less of a barrier there. Um, so that, that was pretty interesting. Uh, but Kendall, did you uh, did you have any thoughts on you uh, McGregor's comments here? Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, I, I think uh, it it should be interesting to see what um, whether or not this had any impact on on the series um, or its quality. Um, I do think that uh, one thing I thought was interesting was Deborah Chow was talking about how mm-hmm. uh, this should be that this will be different than the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, yeah it should be vastly be. different than the Mandalorian, um, and that it's. I mean, that's something that we were all concerned about. That's something that yeah, Kathleen Kennedy barely was concerned about because they scrapped the whole thing. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I mean, Kenobi. I'm not sure how far out Kenobi is uh, when that's coming out, but um, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll have more updates when they arise. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have more updates, but um, but yeah. Either way, this is very good news. I'm glad the effects are gonna be looking top notch. I mean, which everyone really should have expected, but um, anything even remotely close to what we've seen in the Mandalorian is gonna look fan- fantastic. You know, it's gonna look amazing. And Deborah Chow did a fantastic job, and I'm very much liking what I've seen from her so far in terms of the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian. You know, and just getting into her mind a little bit. Like, she, you know, you can tell that she's very, you can tell she really gets into this, you know. And even just from the episodes that we got from her um, in this, in the first season of The Mandalorian. Like, she's more than up to the task. I think it's very, very clear to me so far that she's more than up to the task to, to do this. So I'm very, very excited to see uh, what she's going to be able to do with Obi-Wan in um, The Mandalorian. And I think what we've gotten from Obi-Wan so far um, uh, post-Disney Star Wars has been good. It hasn't been a lot, which I've complained about, but it's been very good. (laughs) So I think as long as she looks, looks into that material, researches that material, which I'm sure she will, if she even has to. I mean, everyone that worked on The Mandalorian, they're all Star Wars fans. So, um, but I'm sure she'll look into the material. She'll confer with the story group, confer with Favreau if she, if she yeah. needs to. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that will go very well. Um, so I did just want to bring talk about a Kessel Run Transmissions. Uh, the Kessel Run Transmissions has a... Um, they have a scoop. Uh, they say they say they have sources that um, uh, that are telling them that we're getting a Star Wars: The Clone Wars spinoff animated series, and that um, some characters from Star Wars: The Clone Wars season seven will be appearing in in this Star Wars: The Clone Wars spinoff series, including potentially Echo. Um, so, I mean, are we going to get another bad, bad Batch reunion? Another Bad Batch reunion? Um, I mean, so there's a lot of speculation going on surrounding what what this series could be. People are saying, is Filoni behind it? Is he is he directly involved? Is this going to be another resistance situation? Or is this going to be, he, this is his show. Um, so, Kendall, did, did you, do you have anything to, to take from these rumors that we're getting another show from, from the Clone Wars people? 
Look, I mean, if if this is true, then I mean, I would, it's almost certain that Dave Filoni is being involved. Um, they're not going to do those characters without Dave Filoni. Um, you know, I definitely. I, look, so, but how involved? I think is the question. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, I think I don't think it's going to be a. I don't think this would be a whole series. I don't think this would be. I feel like most it'd be a mini series. Uh, if, if it's following those specific characters, if it's something where, you know, they show up in a in a post episode six show, and they're still around. I mean, that's. I mean, you, you can do that, um, but that's I wouldn't necessarily call that a Clone War sequel. That's just bringing those characters back. Um, right. But yeah, there's been there had been talk for a while about a Clone War sequel and what, what that would look like, whether or not that makes any sense. I personally don't think it makes any sense unless it's just a Clone War season eight. Or a miniseries, or I mean, look, Clone Wars season seven was essentially a miniseries. It was a continuation, but it was also a miniseries, right? Um, a one-time thing, a one-off season. Uh, I feel like they could try and replicate that again, but you're not going to be able to do the exact same thing it would uh, Clone Wars season seven. So this would be a much smaller project. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I think the focus will still be on what happens with uh, a Rebel sequel. Um, which seems like that's transitioning to live action, uh, in the form of whatever Ahsoka Tano show we're gonna get. But then also, um, you know, like I mentioned, will we get something uh, sequel trilogy related? Will we get something in mm-hmm. between episodes six and seven? Um, that's so. So you, the primary spot. So you think these sort? Do you think these uh, reports are legitimate? I mean, legitimate. I I, I can't verify. That. <laughs> well, I think they're legitimate. Oh yeah, these guys. That's one hundred percent. I mean, it seems like it seems like a little bit of a of a long shot. Um, I think it's possible. You know, I think that it's possible. I don't think it's a full series. Um, okay. But if it doesn't come out, that, that certainly wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I I mean, honestly, I I agree in that. I think this could be anything from a full a full series with multiple seasons to a a um, uh, forces of destiny type thing right. you know i mean a lot of you know a lot of times you know things can be misconstrued and i'm not saying their sources are are are, are not legitimate i i have no idea um but a lot of times things can either or in, and things can start out a certain way and then change into something else later on so maybe their sources are right but then later on things are gonna is gonna turn into something else because kathleen kennedy woke up one day and decided that that was no longer going to be a thing. So, I mean, hopefully we do get a spinoff series um, and that it is a full series. But, I mean, honestly, who knows? I would, um, I mean, at this point, I would welcome anything Dave Filoni related. Um, I mean, if he has nothing to do with it at all, I mean, I'd say it's a bit of a concern. Um I'd be concerned for many reasons. I'd be like, why does he have nothing to do with it? What is he doing? Is he working on something else? Or is Lucasfilm just wasting their talent? Are they, are they just, you know... Because I feel like he has to be working on something else. Um, if yeah. he's not directly involved. Um, the question is, is, he, is, is it live action? You know? Yeah, is it, is it live? I mean, I, they seem the to be Ahsoka saying that show, it's animated. The Ahsoka show seems to be... I like, is, what's Dave Filoni's next project? You know, that's... Right, yes. Action, you know, the yes. Ahsoka show... You would think would have to be done by Dave Filoni. I I would be shocked if it wasn't done by Dave Filoni. So, really? Yeah, one hundred percent. 
100%. Okay. After, you know, they, they I would, I would him, hope so. They, they gave him the, the, the little bit of work in Mandalorian. They said he's not going to be back as much in season two or at all or something like that. They, they say Did they say doing like at one all? Season or one episode? I think they say he's doing like one episode. Yeah, I think he's they... doing one episode next season. I, I, think, I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, and I think we know what episode that's going to be. So. Mm. Should be uh should be fascinating. Backdoor pilot. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag backdoor pilot. Hashtag Ahsoka. Hashtag Sabine. Man, we shall see. Um I mean that Sabine, I don't I mean we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> backdoor pilot, man. Sabine, Rex, Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, not Boba Fett. But Sabine, Rex, Ahsoka. We shall see. Um and Kendall, did you have did you have any scoops? Any 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 other stories? Any other stories? So it, I was trying to verify the whole thing about the twenty twenty two movie being axed. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't find anything uh, substantial. Um, okay. There was some there there are some people that have been talking about it, as mm. if it's kind of in limbo. Yes. Um. So I, you know, it's something maybe we can we can re rediscuss next week. But yeah, that seems to be something that's out there. I don't. It's hard for something to be in limbo and like. Even though they didn't officially announce it as part of the Disney calendar, they haven't said what it is or who's doing it or what it's about. But whatever it is, it seems like some limbo. <laughs> um, yeah. But other than that, no, yeah, it's been a it's been a slow slow times in the Star Wars universe. We are supposed to be getting a Mandalorian announcement uh, in the near future. Oh, really? It's supposed to be this week, but then apparently it's not going to be this week. Um, yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, this was teased by Jordan Mason from Cineflix, and somebody he tweeted on the on the GIF that he added on it being next week. He posted a uh, a GIF of a penguin reading a book, um, which I think is ironic because Star Wars one of their publishers that they use is Penguin, is like Penguin House Books or whatever. Yep. So makes you think. Yeah, do a pe- peng- Penguin Random House audio. Yeah. Penguin Random House Audio. There you go. Makes you wonder. We get a novelization. Handle their audio, their audio books. Um, a novelization of the Mandalorian, or mm. a novel, some some sort of side story. Mm. I think that's a guarantee. That's what I'm, I'm already putting it out there. I'm guaranteeing. Oh yeah, we're, we're, I I would be quite frankly, I'd be upset if, <laughs> if we didn't get any kind of side stories around around this right. guy. I mean, come on, you have to. Right, you can't just put everything in the show. I would be very upset if no. There's not enough. It's not like many they, episodes. It's not too many. It's not enough episodes. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, so they don't want any of their creators touching this guy. Why is he gonna show up in a movie? I'd be like, you better give me something. <laughs> I'm not saying he's baby Yoda, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Like, you give a novel, like an actual, like long novel, a 500 plus page novel, for this. We're set. At that point, you're creating your own lore. We only. Well, okay, I wouldn't say we need that. We don't need the High Republic. But I'd be like, you know, you're creating really cool new lore right. surrounding this one character. Um, all right, guys. So that will do it for this week's show. Um, next week, we'll have some more stuff for you guys. I will. I can pretty much guarantee for you guys, I will be done with Queen's Peril. So I'll have a review for that. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, they also did release the first chapter of Charles Soule's High Republic novel. So I may look into that as well. We can discuss that. Um, I'll also get into Shadowfall. That'll be the next book after I finish Queen's Peril. 
Um, and we'll be keeping tabs on all the news, seeing what else drops. Uh, any other rumors? Any other things confirmed? Any other new projects being worked on? Um, we'll be talking about it. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening in. As usual, I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we'll see you guys next time.